I really feel like since switching to Natalie, like just something clicked and I've been getting busier and busier. My name is Emma and you're listening to Natalie Tales. Today we'll be talking to Brittany Reno about a lot of fresh starts, starting a business, starting her journey with Natalie and starting over in a new place. Hey everyone, I'm Brittany Reno. Um, I'm an American hairdresser. I am in the state of Tennessee right now. Brittany has been working with hair for close to 11 years. A few years ago, she moved from LA to Tennessee and started out with booth renting there. It's been quite the journey for the last three years, just trying to figure out how to run my own business, um, what my branding is. Um, I've been re-examining even my ethics and that's how I actually discovered Natalie because I wanted to go more uh, clean and sustainable with my color and products that I use. And could you tell a little bit about how you discovered Natalie, how you found Natalie? Um, it was really funny. I was in a hairdressing board on Facebook and I was asking, I'm like, okay, what's an affordable, sustainable color? And Amber from Florida kind of jumped in and was like, come check us out. And we started talking and I love that she didn't make it like a sales pitch. Like we actually connected and wanted to talk to each other. And um, I ordered a starter kit and a scalp scrub and just I fell in love with the color as soon as I started using it. And I, I cannot keep the scalp scrubs on my back bar because I'm constantly running out. I think I've asked Soren to tell everybody to please make a larger bottle. <laughs> and how long is it that you've been working with Natalie? Um, I think I actually joined you guys uh, this past July. And um, I was even kind of being a little crazy and going, oh, maybe I'll be crazy and do two color lines like some hairdressers do. But I just, um, as the more I go, the less I order any other line. What is it that drew you to choose Natalie? Um, I love the packaging and I'm probably going to sound like a fangirl, but I, I've always dreamed of going to Europe. And the moment that I saw it was from Denmark, I was like, I have to try this. I have to. <laughs> I just like, I got so excited about it. And I was in love with the message that Natalie has. I thought it was very sweet that they're family oriented. I like that uh, family time is respected. I like that they care about the environment and humans. And it just seems like such a fun group of people. Like I have so much fun talking to everybody in the Facebook group. And which one of the products is your favorite so far? That's a hard one. I'm I'm definitely obsessed with the scalp scrub. I use it on myself. It's included in all my color uh, services. It's a big add-on for cuts. But I'm also a huge fan of the Beach Wave Spray. Like I love that one so much. Like my hair doesn't feel gritty or gross when I use it. It holds a style. Um, it pairs well with my other product lines. So I just, I love that one so much. What has it been like working with the Natalie products so far? It's It's been great. Like I, I was actually really scared that my clients wouldn't be interested or dig it, but it's just amazing to see how many people are excited for me that I'm going more sustainable, that I'm using a really good color. They're so impressed that it's a natural color, but that the reds pop and that we do have a few fun colors that I can play with. I have to be a little rebel and prove that things work and things are good. So I was like, I'm going to show that these reds are amazing and that just because it's natural doesn't mean it has to be like boring and dull. So it's been actually quite easy to transition over to it. And do you have any 
advice for anyone else who's experimenting with this or playing around with this? I'm very like business minded. So I always tell people like start out small, get a few colors that you know you're going to use and definitely get a couple of the products that you know you're going to be using on the daily. Try them on clients and don't even be afraid to like if you have a client that you really trust take a risk and buy a product to send them home with so that you can get feedback from them. And then if you're really happy with it, go all in and make a bigger purchase. Apart from this, Brittany has a few more words of advice for new hairdressers up her sleeve. Definitely be smart with your money. It's really cool when people tip you out, but don't run out and buy the latest and greatest clothes and makeup. Like, you know, one of my biggest regrets was thinking that we had to be like constantly perfect looking, but, um, like save your money, invest in your education, take care of yourself, practice self-care, don't work yourself to death. If you're passionate about this and you're staying educated, the money will flow and then you can buy your fun stuff. Like invest in yourself in your first couple of years because like I've watched so many people burn out in their first couple of years. And like, I definitely did make the mistakes of like, I have to have high-end clothing. I have to have high-end makeup to attract, you know, high-end clients. And most of my high-end clients, they see me in my punk outfits. They've seen me with mohawks. They they don't they don't care about that. They care about your skills and if you're a good person and if you're giving them a good experience. Like, you know, I, I don't go into the salon dressed like a slob, but it's like I'll walk in wearing a ripped up band shirt and pants and I'm like in my makeup and everybody's just like, all right, cool. <laughs> They're more worried about if you're going to take care of them. <laughs> Not only did Brittany get a fresh start with Netalik, but also when she moved from L.A. to Tennessee. I'd love to hear a bit more about how it was like moving to Tennessee and especially how is it being an organic and sustainable hairdresser in Tennessee? It, it was kind of scary leaving L.A. As cool as L.A. was, it just it, it was very hard to afford and live on my own out there. So my family was like, just please come home. And I'm like, all right. And I moved to Tennessee and I actually started out at a corporation to start building a book. And I was very unhappy there. And I'll leave it at that. And I found a salon that seemed to align with my beliefs. And I started there, but it was booth rent. And I had no idea how to booth rent. I had no idea how to do taxes. I didn't know how to do inventory. And my sister was like, you just survived one of the biggest cities in America. You can do this. So I just, I went all in. It was a lot in my first year here, <laughs> but I'm really glad I did it because jumping in and owning my own business has opened my eyes to so much. One of the things Brittany has had to learn was how to balance business and budgets. I always see hairdressers saying, charge your worth. And, you know, that's awesome. You should charge your worth. But you also need to look at cost of living here. And in East Tennessee, we're mostly like college and factory towns. So it's like, I always try to respect my clients' budgets. I always research what they're into. So I was like... I'm going to try and do this. I'm going to try and go organic and take the risk. And my clients are loving it and they're totally cool with it. My clients support me when I need to do a price raise. They love that I'm using organic products. I can't keep Natalie on the shelves. Um, I'm constantly running out of my color because I'm starting to do so many services. And um, I have moved salons since my previous one, but it's getting to a point where I need to decide if I'm going to have an assistant or do another price raise. 
So it's been going maybe even better than could have been expected. I think so, because um, I have been taking like business coaching and I talk to Amber and other people. And it really is true that once you have your brand focus and who you are, everything starts to click and align and you start attracting the right kind of people to work with, the right kind of clients. And you start having more self-respect because I do see so many hairdressers that they don't have their boundaries in place yet. So they lose a lot of money, but I feel like hairdressers that have that self-respect and boundaries, they're making good money and they're making a good living. And you can even do that in a small town. How has this small town responded to you and to your salon? A lot of people love it because I know it's going to sound silly, but I'm like, now there's more people like me that are alternative. There's a lot of hippies moving here. And um, a lot of people that move here actually do want to be sustainable because you know, again, we're a factory town, like all of our people work hard and have earned their money. And it's like, we want to spend our money on good things. And we want to invest in good things. So there's support for the sustainable aspect in the community. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of us are very much like, I'm only going to buy this once or if it's a product that I'm buying, it better last me a long time and be good. In her community, Brittany is very active with charity work, as it's something that's close to her heart. I think charity is very important. I grew up uh, kind of disadvantaged, and I grew up around people that were disadvantaged. I don't know, it's kind of eye-opening, and I believe that we should be helping our fellow man. I don't believe people should be struggling. I firmly believe in uh, helping people get on their feet and helping them move forward to good things. And how does all this combine with being a hairdresser? You know, my clients are usually the people that are like, what restaurant do I go to? Where should I shop? Or like, tell me about your travels. So like people ask us so much and we have so much networking power because there's so many different walks of life that sit in my chair. And it's like, it's easy to bring people together and be like, hey, we should help with this charity. Check this out. So throughout the year, I'm like, hey, it's time for stocking stuffers. Hey, it's time for collecting peanut butter and jelly. Let's go. And all my clients are totally gung-ho for it. And I do like to make it a little fun and I'll do contests. And even my family outside of the state, they get so competitive with each other that they try and see who can send in the most socks or who can send in the most money. We, we get really competitive down here. <laughs> One of the things that's hard to get around lately is of course the COVID pandemic. I don't know how hard Tennessee has been hit, but how has it been like uh, going through this as a hairdresser? I'm I'm not gonna lie, like Tennessee has been one of the harder hit states. Um, it it really hurts my heart. Like it it's been hard when I have nurses sitting in my chair telling me how bad it is and I have to excuse myself because I get I do get emotional and I just like I have to go have a good cry, but I'm very I always hate the term pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but like my family's working class, so it's like we have to work to survive. So I do everything I can to be safe and hygienic. I protect myself and my clients. My clients have been awesome about everything, but it's it's been hard over here. And I'm not going to lie, it has been scary. Um, we try and be as cautious as possible. But when you're in a state that's open, there's always the risk. There was a time that when we were shut down for those two months, like I actually, I just started bawling and I was like, I miss work. I miss my friends. This sucks. What do we do? And I'm like, 
where what are we going to do after this so it, it was it was it's been a roller coaster ride of emotions and um I I don't know I'm, I'm hoping things will get better now that the vaccines are rolling out <laughs> and then a question from British hairdresser Graham Pollitt who was featured on the first episode of this podcast have you noticed since the lockdown new interest in any particular products I'm noticing since the pandemic lockdown has started A lot of people have been interested in the Natalie scalp scrub. Unfortunately, a lot of people are stressed out and starting to have scalp issues and noticing stressful hair loss. So scalp scrub treatments and the scalp scrub take home has boomed since I have been able to reopen. And I really feel like the scalp scrub is helping people take care of their scalp issues and keep their hair healthy and growing. And it's just making people feel really good because it can be part of a self-care ritual. So I definitely recommend anybody using that product. Um, I was wondering, do you have any goals or anything you look forward to or would like to achieve in 2021? I think when it's safer, um, if it does get safer this year, I know Amber's been kind of pushing me into leaning into being an educator uh, with Natalie, and that's something that I would like to try and achieve and start moving towards. And then um, my current salon owner, she is going to be retiring in a couple of years. So she's trying to help teach and push me and another girl into being owners. So I doubt I would open this year, but it would be cool to just start moving towards opening up like a small little studio in a year or two. All right. That sounds really exciting. Yeah, I've got, I, I, I'm trying to learn to condense my goals down because I used to be one of those people that's like, I got to do this, this, and this right now. And everybody's like, dude, you need to chill. <laughs> like I practically live at work. And since getting married, my husband has taught me that it's okay to have a work and a home life balance. <laughs> If you want to have a look at Britney's work, check out Brit Rock's hair on Facebook or Instagram. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed and stay tuned for more episodes of Naturally Tales.